All right, welcome to the second episode of Homeschool Travel Connect. Um, I've been out for a while, but that's what happens when you have a baby. And um, now I'm back, and here we have an episode uh, where I'm talking to Robin. And Robin's from Canada, but she's also lived in Jamaica and uh, South Korea. Robin has a bunch of useful tips on what it's like to live in a foreign country with kids. So if you're considering um, becoming an expat, this is a great podcast for you to listen to. All right. Well, without any further ado, here's uh, my conversation with Robin. So not very long. Um, my husband and I have lived many, many places. Yeah, yeah I saw that. that <laughs> so um, we don't really have one place where we say, oh, this is... Mm-hmm. home I guess in a way this is home because his family is here and southern Alberta is home because my mom's family is there my mom is from Lethbridge her family mm-hmm. actually originally came from Hungary and okay. my dad is from Jamaica and my dad still lives in Jamaica mm-hmm. so um yeah we we you know we traveled a lot and we've moved around a lot so we're back in Canada Alberta is home to us we call mm-hmm. Alberta home basically just we don't have a specific place in Alberta that we call home but Alberta is our is our home basically so yeah we've been here for a year and a half and before that we were in Korea oh wow South Korea I'm assuming yeah yeah okay Korea yeah yeah and before that we were in Jamaica for a little over half a year and before that we were living in Edmonton um we were in Edmonton probably for the longest so about four years we lived in Edmonton for and before Edmonton, we were living in Korea, <laughs> in South Korea as well. Okay, yeah. so two times in Korea. Yeah, yeah. My oldest was born in Korea, actually. Oh. And uh, then before that, I mean, my husband, and that was before we had kids. So mm-hmm. we were in China. We lived in Montreal before that. We were in um, Southeast Asia and Australia and New Zealand and so and then I mean that goes way back to then we were in university which uh, I went to university in Lethbridge so okay. mm-hmm. yeah we traveled for I mean yeah for a very long time probably from about the age of 21 I'm 30 I'm 38 now mm-hmm. so we've kind of been on the road since since then so is it is it work that keeps you guys traveling or just love of travel um, in the very beginning, it was just love of travel. Mm-hmm. It really still is. It is still love of travel, but um, my husband's work enables us mm-hmm. to travel because my husband's a writer, okay, so cool. he doesn't need to be confined to one space or office. Uh, we have found, though, that it is easier for him to be in North America because he has North American clients. So mm-hmm. being in the same time zone makes our time zones that are a lot closer makes it a lot easier. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> but... Um, but really, it's a love of travel that we've we've always had, and we wanted to keep going, especially for our kids. We wanted to let them experience that and, and share that as well. So, so why why South Korea? I don't think that's a destination that most people choose. Yeah, um, the very first time we were in South Korea, we went there. Um, we were both living in China, and. Uh, we were working, I was working for an American company and just things weren't working out with the company. Mm -hmm. They were kind of going downhill and I just wasn't happy being there anymore. And so I decided to quit and I quit and, and my husband, he was actually working for them as well, but he quit earlier and he actually just, he picked up a job teaching English in China. So we were talking about what we wanted to do and 
uh, we were actually talking about going back to Canada for a little while. And we got on the phone and we were talking to a really good friend of ours who was living in Korea at the time. Mm-hmm. And he always wanted us to come and see him and come and visit. So he said, you guys in Asia, don't go all the way back to Canada because you won't come to Korea. Why don't you come to Korea now? It's your chance. It's so close. So he, so he said, how about you just teach English with me for a little bit and just see how it goes. And at least you can, you'll be here for a little while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So okay, we'll try it. You know, why not? You know, this is, we had just gotten married. We didn't have kids yet or anything. And so um, we said, okay, sure, we'll try it. So we went to, to Korea and um, my husband had a little bit longer to finish up his contract. So my friend was working at a school. So he got us a job there. And uh, we started teaching English there, and that's how we got there. But I got there in January, and probably about two weeks after I arrived, I found out I was pregnant. Oh, and my gosh. So it was quite a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I signed this contract. You know, I'm in Korea, and I'm pregnant. And so we thought, well, you know, we'll stay here, and we'll do the content, and we'll just take it as it comes, see what mm-hmm. happens. And so, uh, yeah, we ended up staying in Korea for um, almost three years. I think we were there. We moved back. My son was almost two when we came back to Canada. So we liked it. You know, at the time, we were making pretty good money, actually, for, you know, a young couple and putting a lot of hours in. But actually, I I actually ended up only working, you know, once I had him, I I didn't work as much. I started a tutoring business there, and Mm -hmm. I had had, I made decent money for a small amount of hours and having a young baby it really worked so um we did that until I basically got homesick and I wanted to come back to Canada yeah. having a having a child really changed things so. I, I mean how what, what was it like how, giving birth in a hospital I'm assuming in Korea do, do you have do you do a hospital birth in Korea or is that the common yeah. thing to do yeah, we did possible birth. I actually have to say that the Korean medical system was amazing. Like, it's a hidden gem. It's totally the hidden gem yeah. of Asia. You hear much about it, but it's worth the visit. What, what, did your, what did your kids think? Did you live in Seoul? Yeah, the second, the first time we lived outside of Seoul in a, mm-hmm. in a suburb, and so it was very quiet. It was like a town mm-hmm. called Suji in Kyomido. Um, the second time we lived in Seoul, right in the heart of Seoul, like right in almost close to downtown, not too far from downtown. Um, it was, for them, they liked it a lot. I mean, we were, we've been talking about it again, and they both tell me that they loved living there. It was a very big change for them, though, because we moved there from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. So you have two extremely different cultures on the yeah. opposite ends of the spectrum in the uh-huh. way of how life is lived. Weather is totally different space-wise. I mean, in Jamaica, we have a house you know, it's, you know, we have family there because I saw my father and aunts and uncles and cousins. Mm-hmm. So it's very homey to them in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. You know, the beach, the sunshine. Yeah. In Korea, it's, Seoul is hardcore city. Like, you know, it's, what, 25 million people, 23 yeah. million Yeah, yeah, it's a huge city. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, one, you're one on top of each other. There's the apartments. Mm-hmm. It's completely different. Language is different. And so it was an adjustment for them, definitely. It took a while to, for them to get used to it. But one thing about Korea that has been really good is Korean people are very accommodating and helpful and kind. Mm-hmm. So it's very safe to be there and to be a, a traveler or or expat, or someone visiting there, living there from another country, especially having kids, mm-hmm. I find that you have an advantage of being there with children, because 
they're very much about um, they love kids. I find mm-hmm. everyone is very kind and welcoming with kids as well. So whenever we went somewhere, we looked lost. Someone would stop right away and say, "Can I help you? You know, do you need help? Mm-hmm. You know, or the kids would be on the train and they, you know, be standing room only, and people would give their seats up for my children." Or, you know, they'd ask them if they spoke some English, they'd want to practice it and, you know, say, I'm just learning English, can I practice with you? Or, you know, people are very, very friendly. If we needed help with something, there was always someone who would actually go out of their way to help us. So, yeah, you don't don't hear that a lot about, uh, you know, kind of more northern Asian countries, right? When did you guys start homeschooling? Which country were you in? Was that, is that now in Canada or how old are you? I'm, I'm just trying to figure out the timeline here about um, how old your kids are and um, when you guys started and made that decision? My kids right now, my son is nine okay, and my daughter is six. Okay, so you've been doing it for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We started homeschooling when we moved to Jamaica and we really just started homeschooling because we thought it would be easier traveling Mm -hmm. than having putting them in a school and then taking Mm -hmm. them out or we'd have more flexibility so Mm -hmm. we just thought you know we'll homeschool while we travel and then when you know if and when we come back to Canada we'll put them back in school and that Mm -hmm. was kind of always the plan we weren't going to homeschool forever (laughs) yeah yeah. they'll just be for a short time so we started homeschooling there and it just you know we loved it we fell in love with homeschooling and once we did come back to Canada no one even thought twice about going back to school. Like it was just we're keep on homeschooling. So do you guys do you guys have any future travel plans? Or are you guys staying put for a bit? Major city and country and population here on the farm, which I mean, if we don't leave the farm we could go for days without seeing anyone kinda of, it's very remote where we are. Very, very yeah. remote. And so, um you know, but at the same time, we also are surrounded by family, which has been um, really great. We've mm-hmm. loved and be, being here. We see how much we've missed it because the kids have their cousins. And actually, mm-hmm. my one of my nieces started homeschooling with us this year as well. Oh, that's so awesome. So, Can you yeah, walk to so, each yeah. other's houses or is it too far? She, it's not actually that far, but she, she's only a couple miles from us. Mm-hmm. But uh, she gets dropped off every morning. So oh, okay, so they spend the whole off. day together. That's so nice. Um, so we, and you know, it's just nice having that support to, you know, mm-hmm. we do do something or go, you know, just having family there to support and help out mm-hmm. instead of it just being, I, I really, I really do think that it, having a community, whether it is family and close, close friends to help raise your child is truly important. Doing it yeah. just with the mom and dad, it's difficult. Like, I mean, I think so many of People do do it now, but you do need that. It takes a village. It's so true. Yeah, yeah it and is. Really, I think it might be the most important thing. Yeah, most mm-hmm. definitely. So do you have any, like, travel tips for people traveling with young kids because you've done it so much? Or, you know, like, assimilating to a new culture? Is there something you did that you thought worked really well? One thing, I know one thing for my kids, I mean, I guess it depends on the family, is... Um, for both places, Jamaica was a bit different because we ha- already had a community of family there mm-hmm. and um, old friends. I-, I lived there when I was younger, mm-hmm. so uh, you know we still, you know, I still have contacts there essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my 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 still having family there. We still had you know other close 
old family friends as well. So um, I found it was easiest as homeschoolers too and being foreigners is building a community for your family as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. So uh, in Jamaica, we, you know, just really reaching out. There's not very many homeschoolers in Jamaica. So I did try to find other homeschoolers, but I really couldn't. It was extremely difficult. So mostly I relied on family and old friends mm-hmm. and, you know, creating, creating community through that. In Korea, um, I had, I still had kept old friends from when we lived before, and um, so that was there. But then, um, there I actually ended up having a great homeschool group that we became very close, and we did something uh, like very often. Our, our, and our, all of our kids were very close, mm-hmm. and that was uh, like that was a game changer for our family. Yeah, creating that group and having that because. It just, you know, it's the same having a community that helps out and mm-hmm. that where your kids feel safe and, mm-hmm. you know, also if you need some space and we would take each other's kids or have something or just getting them out and doing things and sharing experiences yeah. was essential for me as a, a parent and a homeschooling parent and for my kids as well. So I would say if you're moving and, you know, for assimilation, that that was great. And I think social media changes it. And yeah. that was a big thing that... Facebook was like Facebook groups was how I met everybody in Seoul, um, and and I so the internet and all of that has has become a game changer for homeschoolers I think in that way and that was important and just being um, outgoing and positive just mm-hmm. to get out there and try sometimes you know sometimes you meet people and it doesn't match and be mm-hmm. like okay well we at least got it doesn't work so let's try again <laughs> yeah yeah and you just have to kind of keep going because you know sometimes you just feel kind of shy too you know and you wish like people would just come to you but yeah you got to do the work right you got to do the work exactly yeah. that doesn't always help that way and I said when other people are waiting for that too then nobody exactly. goes to each other yeah and then everyone's just in their houses by themselves yeah. exactly yeah. so I think that would probably be for traveling homeschoolers uh, depending how long you're going to be at a place that would be mm-hmm. important um and then i mean otherwise like i don't know i guess i mean i guess things as well for parents is it's still important to um be have make time for yourself mm-hmm. and and uh create certain spaces that you need as an individual mm-hmm. because if you're feeling unsettled and uneasy especially if you're on the move, it totally reflects on your children. As much as you try and hide it, when you're not happy or worried or stressed, they totally feel that. Mm-hmm. So whatever tools that you have individually to, you know, to keep going or positive or balanced or, you know, I know for everyone it's different. Um, I think those are still important to keep even when you're away from home, at home mm-hmm. and not away from home. So it just benefits the family as a whole, I find. So mm-hmm. those would probably be two tips that I have. Man, the practical tips is always have, you know, books or fun things to do when you are on the move or, mm-hmm. you know, reading. Or, I mean, my kids really got into hangman. We do bus trips, and uh, we play hangman a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of hangman. So I always make sure I had a notebook and a couple pens and yeah. you know, little games like that that would end up, ended up being great for their, you know, who knew their reading and spelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> really true. So we had those games of hangman every bus trip that we took. So, yeah. So, okay, one more question, and I know this is a hard one, but um, what's your favorite place you've ever been? Mm-hmm. I've ever 
happened. Yes. Um, yeah, that's a really hard Yeah, question. I know. <laughs> I know. It's almost not everybody, fair. Everybody is so different. Um, if you could well, go back to only one place, where would you go? I think it's maybe a better phrasing. Okay. Um, you know, I think it would almost depend on where I'm at at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we need things for a certain time in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, I can almost say what great things about each place were important or why I loved it. Like, for example, um, Seoul or just, you know, the life and so much to do with the food. Oh, yeah, I, I love Korean food. food. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. love just, just to have food all day, just to eat. <laughs> so, I mean, that was definitely taught because food, that was unbelievable. Like, you just can't replicate the way it is in Korea mm-hmm. anywhere else. Um, and the, the food that they have available, the vegetables and the types of kimchi and everything like that. So, um, and then at the same time, Jamaica for just the life on the beach. Mm-hmm. Jamaica is unique because Jamaica, of all the Caribbean islands, they just have that thing about culture in Jamaica and the music mm-hmm. and yeah. it's not like that every time I get off a plane there I feel there's just I this nostalgia. I mean obviously because my family has history with Jamaica but I just there's just this feeling of aliveness that everyone has there yeah and everyone is yeah. just so friendly and just I've, I've been to Jamaica yeah. actually yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 I've been to Oh, I remember um, when we uh, had a cab driver that was really friendly, and he took us to Scotchies. Scotchies? Scotchies? It's like the Scotch Pepper. It's like a little restaurant that's like supposedly a chain. And uh, okay, oh, you know it. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's where they take the tourists. (laughs) (laughs) What part of the island were you on? Um, shoot. Sorry, I have a super mommy brain. It was just the biggest city. Um. What, what's it called? No, sorry, the second biggest city. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you would think my geography is better, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's such beautiful beaches. I mean. Yeah. It's, it's they just really are in an area that all has beautiful beaches. Jamaica has like especially beautiful beaches. It does. Yeah. It does in the grill. Yeah, and and there's still parts of the island where. Although it's very touristed all over, mm-hmm. you can still find some of those little pockets where it's quiet, mm-hmm. where it's, you mm-hmm. know, the hotels still have not captured it. And those are like the most, those beaches are phenomenal. They're spectacular. So I, I guess as Sam returned to my favorite places, we returned to Korea, Jamaica. So I mean, I, I have been to Australia before. I love Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Zealand, I mean, New Zealand is spectacular. It reminds me of a mini bite-sized Canada in many ways. Really? <laughs> bite-sized yeah. Canada. That sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I mean, it's a little bit different, too. They have a lot more surfing there than we have in Canada. Mm-hmm. But, um, and Fiji and uh, the South Pacific was, you know, it's great as well. It's still very different. Even though it's a tropical island chain, it's still very different from the place like the Caribbean and, um, you know, Asia, Thailand is great. You know, there's China. China is China. There's no place like China as well. But probably Korean and Jamaica. I'd have to go for two, sorry. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I wonder if it has something to do with the fact that you lived there for a long time. Definitely. Um, yeah, I lived in China for 
few years as well. Okay. Um, we lived in Australia for a year. Um, okay. So I don't know. I think, I, yeah, I mean, I, we used to say if we could be immigrated to Sydney, if it wasn't so far away because we love that. That was our favorite city mm-hmm. in the world anywhere. But, uh, yeah, I, yeah, that is a hard question. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't that well. question. <laughs> Every place is so special. And, yeah. You know, and as it fits for, you know, it fits for a certain time of your life as well. So every place gets special memories for those times. And I think every place will be very different if we return to them now with kids. Yeah. You know, it's on my own. Yeah, yeah. I mean... You're just, yeah, I mean, every time I talk to a homeschooling mom that travels a ton, I just get super, like, wanderlust. <laughs> I talked to someone yesterday that um, she did this RV trip from Seattle to um, Arkansas. Uh, and she had, she has three kids too, but her uh, son was two months old at that point. And I'm just like, I need to get out more. <laughs> Because, like, you know, like I have a baby, so I'm like, oh, we're going to take it easy a little bit for the next year. And, I mean, we're, we're probably going to go to Mexico in April, but that's just because my husband's family is there. Okay. But, yeah, I feel like, you know, when you talk to other homeschooling moms that travel, I feel like you kind of get brave to, you know, to be more adventurous. You know, because yeah, sometimes yeah. when you have little kids, exactly, exactly, and you're just like, I can do this, too. It's not that crazy. <laughs> Because do you feel like sometimes you're out in a foreign country and, you know, you have your kids and all the other kids are in school and don't you feel like sometimes people are looking at you like you're a little crazy or is that just something that happens to me? <laughs> yeah, I, I've definitely had comments before of, you know, well, are your kids going to school or where are they going to school? You know, that, people ask. Some yeah. people just go right out. Why don't you put your kids back? In yeah, exactly. But I don't know. I'm. I'm I, I guess I'm pretty used to being not the norm <laughs> in many different ways in my life. That's so a good skill to have. Like, it, it, it's kind of water off the back. Like, well, whatever. You know, we all have our things in our life that's going to be different, and not everybody's going to agree with everything. Yeah, so that's what true. Can we do, you know? Yeah. So, but I've definitely had people who, you know, have brought up the whole thing of, you know, why are you homeschooling? You know, why don't you put them in school? <laughs> when are you going to put them in school? You know, why? So. Yeah. Do you feel like, I mean, I feel like in, I mean, my, like, my in-laws in Mexico aren't very familiar with the homeschooling thing. So to them, they're just, like, like you said, like, why and how? And do you feel like in outside, you know, Canada and the United States, it's just not very common, right? Korea is not common. It's more common for foreigners to do it in Korea. Mm-hmm. I think they actually have a law for Korea that's very restricting to homeschool. Yeah. So they make it very difficult if you are Korean to homeschool. I think they allow it up to a certain grade, and then after that, you really have to apply. For, you know, it's not it's not easy, basically. Um, yeah, it's 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 there's not very many people who who do outside of many places. I think Australia does have quite a yeah, I think they have a big community, community. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, at the same time, it's nice, though, as well, when you are in a place where there aren't very many homeschoolers, because it's also a great way to, to like, educate people on homeschooling, and that, yeah. you know, a lot of times people have said, oh, I always thought homeschoolers were really weird, or really like this, <laughs> but you guys are actually, 
you know, I've had kind of, they've also had that, oh, but your kids are so outgoing for homeschoolers, you know, it's a really different, <laughs> you know, it's a really different idea, or, you know, they get a different perspective on things, so, different ideas, so, that, yeah, that yeah, part that is nice sense. when you, you spend a unique homeschool in that way. And then it's just, it's nice when all the kids are like, I have to go to school. And your kids are like, oh, we're going to go to the beach. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, yeah, I mean, that is probably one of their favorite parts of homeschooling. Right? Yeah. You know, their friends are like, well, you have to go home and do your homework. <laughs> and my kids are like, oh, okay, well, let's go to the playground. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. I mean, that's the way it is, you know, when you're only teaching, like, a couple of kids, it's just, you get to be more efficient with time. Yeah, you do. You, you, you totally do. And, I mean, let's face it, I think a lot of school is, you know, it's a service provided for parents to take care of their kids where, you know, really so much of the learning can be done in the yeah. first few hours of the day. Yeah. And mm -hmm. a lot is filler, right? So. Yeah, exactly. I feel the same way, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah for us to do the learning that takes place in school just doesn't take as many hours. I mean, that's just right. how it is. So you just have more time in the day to do fun things like going yeah. to the beach. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. So, which is nice, which I think is the way learning should be, really. Yeah. That's how education really should be. So, And it's a good structure to set up for, you know, lifelong learning in that way. If that's what you understand learning is about, then your life is going to be that's how you're going to live learning for your life and incorporate it into your life. So I think it's important. But instead of it being something that's strenuous and arduous, arduous and, mm -hmm. oh, man, I have to get up and do this. I have to go to school for all mm -hmm. these hours. And, you know, you look at learning as something like, yeah, I can learn this. So I just need to research this or do this. And it's so much fun and I can have fun with it. You know, it makes a big difference mm -hmm. in how it plays in other aspects of your life. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, totally agree. So do you have any other things that you want to, you know, share? Any wisdom from, you know, all your travels or anything? Um, I, I guess, you know, if you, for any parents who are thinking about doing it, definitely I encourage it. Um, I mean, it's such a great education in itself, and it's just such a great practice of, um, teaching and helping instill compassion in your kids. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that's a great thing about being able to travel and see other places and experience other things is that, you know, when they see differences and things that are different from them or the way they live, now mm -hmm. they have a, an outlook of not so separate from them. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. they, really, they really have a better idea of understanding the other, you know, the, mm -hmm. and, you know have a bit more compassion of, you know, well, you know, I'm new or, you know, someone who's new to a place as well and making friends or someone who might be coming from another country that doesn't know the language or, mm -hmm. you know, so many other things or the food or what, whatever. It's, uh, it's been, you know, it's such a really good tool for, for compassion and for others and for life. So, I mean, I think that was a big, a big thing for us that we, that we see which has been really, really beneficial, for sure. Mm -hmm. And then, otherwise, I don't know any other... I know some parents have, like, you know, certain travel things down of how best to get on a flight or, 
how best to entertain your kids while you're traveling or how I feel like that's so individual do you think like I mean what works for one kid isn't necessarily going to work for the other I mean especially if you're on family what works for Mm -hmm. my daughter does not work for my son (laughs) yes exactly I mean yeah yeah no totally agree but yeah um well I think those are my questions for you and I mean I'll uh, try to get this edited out and um, put up as soon as I can. I'm still kind of learning, so uh, it might take a while. <laughs> I'm not like a... Sorry? It was, it was fun. It was yeah, great. yeah. I'm having like a really good time talking to people and just, I mean, I don't know a ton of homeschoolers around here, even though Seattle's like a huge homeschooling community. I feel like that's kind of the problem. There are just so many people that you don't necessarily really meet anyone because nobody is like, you know, nobody's really special. They don't really care about meeting you because they could go meet another 10 homeschoolers the next day. Right, right. There's not the need. Like, oh, my God, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, we live a little far out. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're just, yeah, I don't really know that many people. So it's kind of just nice to see other, you know, women doing it, women and men. And, um just you know kind of get inspired from that because you know sometimes you know when you're the only one and just like you start to you know some days are hard and you know you it's just it's nice to have that reference in your brain to think like oh so and so is doing this too and you know yeah Yeah. like just seeing seeing how it's done yes yeah or I guess in this case hearing how it's done (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah it's just I think it really helps do you guys ever go up to Vancouver? Or oh, yeah, we go. We love Vancouver. It's like, yeah, it's one of I've, my husband's always trying to scheme on how to become a Canadian. <laughs> and he's like, well, if I do this and I'm like, uh, well, I think he probably has a better chance than I do because uh, he has he has Mexican citizenship and he has Italian citizenship. And now he has U.S. citizenship, too. So. Yeah, we're kind of a bit international too, I guess. Um, I only have U.S. though. Okay, your your name sounds. I'm Ukrainian. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I guess I guess like technically I have. If I wanted it, I would have Ukrainian citizenship, but they don't have dual. So. Uh, okay. If I wanted to okay. renounce my U.S., I guess I could have it, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> born in Mexico? Yeah, yeah, he's from Mexico City, yeah. He lived there until he was, uh, like, early 20s, he moved here. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's another, I like that. I have been to Mexico City as well. I actually went to university there in an exchange. Oh, really? Which university did you go to? Uh, Universidad Analoc. Analoc del Norte. Oh, okay. I I don't know anyone that goes there. My husband's, uh, my husband's, uh, dad is a professor. So, okay. yeah, yeah. And so is his brother. Sorry? What university is he a professor at? Um, I think, what's it called? Uh, the something something Iberia. Um, Iberia? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. I know that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, my brother, uh, brother-in-law teaches at Panamericana, which is like <laughs> another one. Yeah. Yeah, I know that one as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I had roommates who went to Ibero, actually, and then good friends that went to Panamericana. Yeah, they're both, so. they're both, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I, I lived in Oaxaca for a while, so that's my, like, introduction to Mexican culture. And, I mean, in comparison from Oaxaca, Mexico City is just so overwhelming. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's... I like it, but, yeah, it's, like, I feel like... I like it, but I feel like I don't know it. Because it's yeah. just so big, and I just haven't spent that much time there, so... Yeah, well, that's the amazing thing about Mexico, is that every state is so yes. unique. Yeah. You don't realize that until you're there, how different it really is, yeah. which place you are. So, even the food. They spread cheeses for each state. Yes. You know, oh, my gosh. And I, even the accents. I mean, if someone speaks yeah. with, an, with a Oaxacan accent, I'm like, oh, yes, I can understand everything you say. And then if <laughs> someone speaks with, a, you know, like a Chilango, Mexico City accent, and I'm like, stop, you're speaking so fast, and you're slurring everything together. <laughs> Oh my gosh, and I just, yeah, I can't understand them. I need like a nice country Oaxaca accent to be able to speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah, it's just very crisp. Like, I don't know, at least to me it sounds like that. I tell my husband and he doesn't like know what I'm talking about. Probably because he's from well, Mexico City, so. Mexico City. Yeah. Mexico City, I find a lot of slang. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's everywhere, though. Like, I feel like 80% of the Mexican conversations are slang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, just, Especially like... Mexico, yeah. yeah. I mean, of all Mexican conversations, between, like, yeah. people of a certain age, you know, like... Yeah. Between, like, yeah. probably, like, I don't know, 10 and 35 or 40 or something, it's just going to be all slang. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, see, now talking about Mexico, it's like, oh, you know, I yeah. think, oh, I could go back to Mexico. I definitely miss, miss Mexico, for sure. Yeah, Mexico food. is missable, and the food is so good. I mean, yeah. yeah. We're always on the hunt for tacos here, and it's just... south of here and that's the best we've we've been able to get okay I miss yeah that's our favorite yeah and I mean like when nobody I, nobody does it on the shawarma here you know how you need you need no. the shawarma like it's not tacos, it. yeah it's not tacos al pastor if there's no shawarma so it's like you yeah, know like it's yeah it's just it's just a, it's a regular taco <laughs> yeah that's yeah. right and the meat doesn't have flavoring and mm -hmm. no it was pineapple they would cook it around yes yes yeah well like, it's layers of meat and it's marinated in kind of mexican slash kind of lebanese spices and yeah right. there's pineapples inside and the meat it has to like cook in that way because it's cooking and caramelizing and like yes. dripping it's at the same meat. time and <laughs> oh, i love it yeah. yes that's that my favorite my absolute yes. favorite yeah. i've never been able to stop on any yeah, I mean, up here so north, like, I don't think we're going to find anything close. I mean, unless we started ourselves. That's a possibility, I guess, yeah. That is a possibility. But, yeah, I guess. I mean, it, I feel like it still won't be the same because, you know, the food in that country, I, I don't think it's that easily repl replicated. No, it's not. It's not. You need all of those conditions to be happening. It just makes it that flavor. It changes it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Be sure you need those conditions. Absolutely.
Yeah, my brother-in-law says, uh, he always says, Mexico is full of life. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I feel like you need all that life to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he told me this after I ate, like, uh, it's like a little bar, like, it's like uh, Amaranto, it's like a little grain. It's made into a bar, and I, I ate it, and there was like a worm in there or something, and I freaked out, and he's like, you know... Mexico is full of life, and I'm just like, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> now I have like, now I have worms. It is life. It is a form of life. I mean, yeah. I mean, you have to take all the good life and the bad life, I guess. Yeah, you need all those bugs, and yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh geez, yeah, but yeah, I love Mexico. It's, yeah, it's, it's a great place. Yeah, yeah, great place. I I mean, when whenever I'm there for a long time, I get a uh, reverse culture shock. I'm not sure if you've experienced this. I just get into yeah. the U.S. and it just feels so strange. Like, yeah, it's just it's like you know we always fly into like Dallas or something, and the airport it just feels so cold. You know, like, and I'm just like, ah, this feels wrong. Just takes yeah. like a week to adjust to the like yeah. I guess like more northern type of lifestyle. Yeah. 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 Kinda. Oh yeah. There's, I always have reverse culture shock coming back to Canada. I yeah. Yeah. It never it never changes in that way for sure. But okay. Well, I sorry. I've just been chatting and chatting. Um, I should no, probably let you go. I should probably also put my baby to sleep. I, unless my husband's done it already. <laughs> She needs to probably take her nap. No yeah, problem. She's, she's... Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, it was great meeting you and talking to you. And, um, yeah, I'll let you know if, when I get this uh, edited out and uh, I can post it on the group and stuff. Okay. I think do you, people... So have you started the podcast? Do you have a name and everything for it? Or... Honestly, I was just going to name it after the group since the idea came out of it. Um, what was the, like, the great. Homeschool That's Travel great. Connect? I feel like it kind of... Sh- tells exactly what's going on there's homeschool there's travel there's connecting um and yeah I was just gonna post it in there and uh I don't know I feel like everyone just kind of really wants to hear each other's stories how they do it like what it's like you know what I mean like yeah yeah I'm totally excited to hear other stories yeah yeah I messaged with a woman recently uh, sorry sorry Oh, I was just going to say, I messaged with a woman recently uh, that she, uh, they're on a boat. They like, you know, they live the sailboat lifestyle in the Caribbean, which I think is just so, like, it's so interesting. I told my husband about it once. I'm like, why don't we sail the world? And he's like, no, you get seasick. And I'm like, come on, I would just take lots of Dramamine. It'll be great. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're like, after a while, though, after the first few months, maybe yeah I would hope so but I'm the type of person that gets seasick on a cruise ship okay that has like you know like stabilizers so yeah. I think the yeah I don't think we're very optimistic about it <laughs> but yeah we'll see you never know right maybe I'll pick up some yeah. tips from her but yeah <laughs> yeah I'm looking forward to hearing more yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'll see you around on the group, and yeah, I'll let you. I'll shoot you a message when I get this all edited. So, uh, right. So, so now I'm gonna say, if you go to Vancouver, and I'll let you know if we're gonna be in Van anytime, and maybe we can cross paths and have yeah, a yeah, somewhere around 
Yeah, we're usually year. we're usually up in Vancouver at least once a year, so um, we're probably due to go up there. We just like it. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's a nice city, right? I mean, but yeah, that would be cool. Okay, definitely. I'll let you know next time we're planning to be out. Yeah, that so. Or if you guys ever, you know, do your camper trip and uh, drive down through Seattle, you guys should say hi. Awesome. Yeah. For sure. That sounds good, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, nice meeting you, and uh, take care. Hope you have a good rest of your weekend. Thanks. I will. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right, well, thanks for listening. Um, as usual, you can connect with Robin or myself on our Facebook group, Homeschool Travel Connect, and you can find any links or show notes on my blog, sleepdeprivedinseattle.com. Just click under podcast, and hopefully I can get these out uh, in a more timely manner, but we'll see. All right, take care, you guys.